Chapter One of the Short Stop. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Rowdy Delaney, Idaho, USA. The Short Stop by Zane Gray. Chapter One Persuading Mother. Chase Alloway hurried out of the factory door and bent his steps homeward. He wore a thoughtful, anxious look, as of one who expected trouble. Yet there was a briskness in his stride that showed the excitement under which he labored was not altogether unpleasant. In truth, he had done a strange and momentous thing. He had asked the foreman for higher wages, and being peremptorily refused, he had thrown up his place and was now on his way home to tell his mother. He crossed the railroad tracks to make a short cut, and threaded his way through a maze of smoke-blackened buildings to come into a narrow street lined with frame houses. He entered a yard that could not boast of a gate, and approached a house as unprepossessing as its neighbors. Chase hesitated on the steps, then opened the door. There was no one in the small, bare, clean kitchen with a swing which had something of an air of finality about it he threw his dinner-pail into the corner there he said grimly as if he had done with it mother where are you mrs alloway came in a slight little woman pale with marks of care on her patient face she greeted him with a smile which faded quickly in surprise and dismay you're home early chase she said anxiously mother I told you I was going to ask for more money. Well, I did. The foreman laughed at me and refused, so I threw up my job. My boy, my boy, faltered Mrs. Alloway. Chase was the only breadwinner in their household of three. His brother, a bright, studious boy of fifteen, was a cripple. Mrs. Alloway helped all she could with her needle, but earned little enough. The winter had been a hard one, and had left them with debts that must be paid. It was no wonder she gazed up at him in distressed silence. "'I've been sick of this job for a long time,' went on Chase. "'I've been doing a lot of thinking. There's no chance for me in the factory. I'm not quick enough to catch the hang of mechanics. Here I am, over seventeen, and big and strong, and I'm making six dollars a week. Think of it. Why, if I had a chance—see here, mother, haven't I studied nights ever since I left school to go to work? I'm no dummy. I can make something of myself. I want to get into business, business for myself, where I can buy and sell. My son, it takes money to go into business. Where on earth can you get any? I'll make it, replied Chase eagerly. A flush reddened his cheek. He would have been handsome then, but for his one defect, a crooked eye. I'll make it. I need money quick, and I've hit on a way to make it. I... How? The short query drew him up sharply, chilling his enthusiasm. He paced the kitchen, and then, with visible effort, turned to his mother. I'm going to be a baseball player. The murder was out now, and he felt relief. His mother sat down with a little gasp. He waited quietly for her refusal, her reproach, her arguments, ready to answer them one by one. I won't let you be a ball player. Mother... Since father left us to shift for ourselves, I've been the head of the house. I never disobeyed you before, but now... I've thought it out. I've made my plan. Bah! Players are good-for-nothing loafers, rowdies, 
I won't have my son associate with them. They've a bad name, I'll admit, but, Mother, I don't think it's deserved. I'm not sure, but I believe they're not so black as they're painted. Anyway, even if they are, it won't hurt me. I've an idea that a young man can be square and successful in baseball as in anything else. I'd rather take any other chance, but there isn't any. Oh, the disgrace of it. Your father would— Now see here, mother, you're wrong. It's no disgrace. Why, it's a thousand times better than being a bartender, and I'd be that to help along. As for father, his voice grew bitter. If he had been the right sort, we wouldn't be here in this hovel. You'd have what you were used to, and I'd be in school. You're not strong enough. You would get hurt, protested the mother. Why, I'm as strong as a horse, and I'm not afraid of being hurt. Ever since last summer, when I made such a good record with the Factory Nine, this idea has been growing. They say I'm one of the fastest boys in Akron, and this summer the Big Nine at the Roundhouse wants me. It's opened my eyes. With a little more experience, I could get on a salaried team somewhere. You wouldn't go away. I'll have to. And another. I want to go at once. Mrs. Alloway felt the ground slipping from under her. She opened her mouth to make further remonstrance, but Chase kissed them shut, and keeping his arm around her, led her into the sitting-room. A pale youth, slight like his mother, sat reading by a window. Will, Chase said, I've some news for you. Can you get through school, say in a year or less, and prepare for college? The younger boy looked up with a slight smile, such as his wont to use when warding off Chase's persistent optimism. The smile said sadly that he knew he would never go to college, but something in Chase's straight eye startled him. Then his mother's white, agitated face told him this was different. He rose and limped a couple of steps toward them. A warm color came into his cheeks. "'What do you mean?' he questioned. Then Chase told him. In conclusion, he said, "'Will, there's big money in it. Three thousand a season is common. Five for a great player. Who knows? Anyway, there's from fifty to a hundred a month, even in these Ohio and Michigan teams, and that'll do to start with. You just take it from me. There'll be a comfortable home for mother. You'll go to college, and later I'll get into business. It's all settled. What do you think?' "'It's great!' exclaimed Will, slamming his book down. There was a flame in his eyes. Mrs. Alloway dropped her hands. She was persuaded. That from Will was the last straw. Tears began to fall. "'Mother, don't be unhappy,' said Chase. "'I'm suited for something better than factory work. There's a big chance for me here. Mind you, I'm only seventeen. Suppose I play ball for a few years. I'll save my money, and when I'm twenty-two or twenty-five, I can start a business of my own. It looks good to me. But, my boy, if it ruins you—' "'I don't like to see Chase leave,' said Will. "'But I'm not afraid of that.' Mrs. Alloway dried her eyes, called up her smile, and told them she was not afraid of it either. Thereafter, her composure did not leave her, though her sensitive lips quivered when she saw Chase packing a small grip. "'I don't want to take too much,' he mused, "'and most of all I'll want my glove and ball shoes. "'Will, isn't it lucky about the shoes that college man gave me? "'They're full of spikes. "'I've never played in them, but I tried them on, "'and I'll bet I can run like a streak in them.' It was not long after that when he kissed his mother as she followed him to the doorway. 
Will limped after him a little way down the path and shook hands for the tenth time. His eyes were wet as his mother's, but Chase's were bright and had a bold look. Chase, I never saw anyone who could run and throw like you, and I believe you'll make the greatest player in the whole country. Don't forget, it'll be hard at first, but you hang on, hang on. There, good luck and good bye. Chase turned at the corner of the street and waved to them. There was a lump in his throat which was difficult to swallow, but it was too late to go back, so he struck out bravely. End of chapter one.